Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Train Smart podcast for medical educators, where we have authentic conversations about med device training successes, failures, and best practices. I'm your host, Liz Cumby. Welcome back. In this week's episode, Rachel and I will be reflecting on our conversation with Dr. Desai about physician education. Let's start with a short snippet of that conversation. I would say in bite-sized digestible amounts and with a lot of visual evidence. Um, so give them things that they're used to seeing, uh, things that are, you know, uh, that they can either go back into a case that they had and correlate it because that provides long-term memory retention. Um, and then with frequency. So you don't want to be annoying. You want to give them bits of information that are high yield that they can remember. You want to correlate that information, you know, sort of visually or tangentially or through case examples to things that they can relate to, because that's going to permanently lay that track down on the neurons. Um, and then you want to make sure that you're following through and keeping a cadence of communication and that they don't feel like you're just coming at them because you need them or want them to get started so you can move on to the next thing. You want them to feel a level of trust that you're there for what they need and, and through the time they need you to be there. Um, so, you know, I, I guess in, in overview of, of that statement, if you can be very simplistic with high level takeaways, um, if you can do it in a fashion that you're speaking their language, and if you can do it with consistency and follow up, you're going to, you're going to hit a pretty high batting average on getting people to understand what you want to do and making them successful with whatever technology or therapeutic you're trying to get across the line. Hi, Rachel, how you doing? Great, how are you? You know, I'm doing okay. I'm excited to talk about physician education today. They, I know the last couple of weeks, we've been really talking a lot about different ways to engage physicians. And today I just really wanna to touch on how to use our clinical pearls in the physician training environment. That's generally the really dry information, and but how do we do it in a way that physicians are gonna retain it and actually like understand why we're doing it. Uh, I was really impressed by Dr. Desai's storytelling throughout our whole episode as he was sharing all of his different stories about everything in order to help us learn. So how do we balance that storytelling piece with the large amounts of clinical data we might have and not wanting to put it all on a slide? How can we maybe use those together to engage physicians in the training process? Yeah, I think there's a couple different ways to do that. And most importantly, it's awesome that all the companies that we work with have such strong clinical data, but the way to get that across is really more in a paper format, um, not necessarily from a presentation standpoint, really more is just providing them literature to read on their own and then pulling just important information out to really emphasize during the hands-on training or the virtual training. If you give them all the information up front, uh, all the data points, you're going to lose them right away because the thing that you want to use training for is really more for the discussion piece and the rationale, not necessarily just the facts. So data points and providing clinical clinical pearls is really just about giving them the facts of something that they can read on their own. So I like to do personally is provide them an email ahead of time that they can read or not read. Or if it's an in-person training, I have a handout with all of the clinical data that's already attached so they can look through that at their will. Or secondly, or I'm sorry, thirdly, 
uh, we send it to them after the training. So it's kind of a reminder of, you know, here's a couple things that we discussed for further information. Here's some additional research that you can look at. And I find by taking the, all of that kind of out of the physician education piece um, has really allowed us more time to address the rationale and get more hands-on because ultimately the biggest thing that physicians want to do is use the product. And the more time that you have using the product with skilled facilitators, meaning physicians who have done the product or used the product before, that is really what drives that retention piece. What are your thoughts on having a handout of like a clinical brief or something that's a little bit more in an infographic form for the physician during the training? Is that going to just be distracting or would that be helpful in supporting that? I love to use clinical briefs on a presentation. So if you're using some sort of PowerPoint tool or keynote or whatever you're using, having that infographic and using it more as a visual, I think is super helpful. And that can create discussion. So just pointing out like 50% of people have been successful as a result of this product, physicians kind of shut down when they see stuff like that, but make it more tangible to them saying as the medical facilitator. So I'm the physician who's facilitating of my patients, I've had successes with, you know, 50% of this product. Our clinical data also supports that point. So really tying it back to real world experience, I think is really helpful. Now I know that could be a slippery slope when physicians are being sponsored by an organization of what they can and can't say, but the more that you can infuse your story and what has worked from a physician standpoint in your live patients, the more apt that the audience will take that into account. Other thing that I should mention, most of the physicians that I work with who attend any of our physician trainings, we've trained over, gosh, I don't know, thousands of physicians in all medical specialties. The one thing that I hear that they always want to have is what are the adverse events and where have things gone wrong? And the more transparent an organization is in sharing those, the higher adoption rate I've seen. So how do you share the good and the bad? And what does that look like in a training? How do you do that well with still gaining confidence in your product? I think it's all about timing. So depending upon where the physician is in the adoption curve determines how much information to share. So when they're first learning the product, I don't really like to share a lot of tips and tricks. I like to share more of the rationale and the exact procedure with a certain patient population. As they gain more confidence in the procedure, that's when we start to infuse more of the adverse events. Now I should, let me take a step back. We do share adverse events in the very beginning saying, here's what has happened and here's how you can mitigate that. The companies that are transparent and do that feel very comfortable saying, Hey, you know what? We've made some mistakes and we've also made changes in our product, or we also have made changes on our procedure or the reason that we have you do this step and that we didn't have uh, previous physicians do this step is because of this exact reason and actually showing them the visuals that support that. So whether you have images, whether you have video, whatever like audio visual tool that you have makes such a bigger impact than just having a number on the screen saying we've had, you know, three AEs in this category. So really using that, I think is helpful. Those, those stories are huge, especially if it's a procedure that is maybe sort of like something else they've done, right? But then this is, thing is slightly different. We want you to focus on this to really show what the difference is between doing it the way that you've maybe done in a different procedure versus the way that we've decided through this clinical data is best for our patients. Absolutely. 
there anything else you do to incorporate storytelling into your training program? You know, storytelling to me is really done in case, in case studies, um, you know, not necessarily like long drawn out stories, but more of this is what happened. Here's what, this is how this physician treated this patient. And these are the outcomes. And so really having that start the middle and the end has, I've had a lot of success with that. Now there's some companies that we've worked with that there are early on in clinical trials. And so they only have their start in their middle. They don't have the release. And so they don't know what, how it's been used in the masses. So using whatever information that you have and really putting that in a, in a surgeon perspective of here's how it's actually clinically being used has been really effective. That really helps them create that visualization as well of what it's going to be like for them to be leading cases and completing cases in that product as well. Yeah. And I know these aren't novel concepts, but I like to always remind myself of going back to basics. And so a lot of time when we're sitting here, you and I are having these conversations. I'm like, I know the audience knows this stuff, but I, as a listener, if I'm listening to a podcast, I'm like, yeah, I agree with them. Yes. That's what I'm doing. That's how I do it. And so just having that validation sometimes is really helpful as a listener. So if that's one of you and you're listening and you're like, duh, Liz, I always do that stuff. I'm here to validate you saying, yes, you're doing the right thing. How about you? How do you use clinical pearls in your physician training environment to engage your physicians while still communicating your data? Share with us on LinkedIn at Liz Cumbie. Thank you for joining us for this week's Train Smart podcast, where we have authentic conversations about med device training successes, failures, and best practices. Want to continue the conversation? Join our Train Smart community at cumbieconsulting.com or by messaging me at Liz Cumbie on LinkedIn. Help others find us by subscribing via your favorite podcast software and leave a rating and review in iTunes.